from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good, good morning, gang. What's happening? Let's get this background out the way here. There we are. There we are. This should be better. Yeah, this should be better. Do we want to reverse this? Do we want to do that? I don't know what's happening here. But anyways, here we are. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. We're wrapping up 2022. Um, no predictions. This is a no prediction show. I'm going to talk about what I think, what I consider to be the top five stories of this year. I've written a blog on it. It's available on our website at cyberhubpodcast.com. Go to the blog. You can catch it. It's got links, everything you want. Also in the show notes, it's there as well. Hey, Reggie, and congratulations on the new role, buddy. I'm really, really proud of you and have uh, got themselves a gem with having you as their new IR manager. Uh, morning to uh, Soreleste and morning to Dallas from uh, morning to Michael from Dallas. Um, thank you all for being here live, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, everywhere else we're, we're at. Um, every show starts with a cup of coffee. So does this one. By the way, this is my 2023 mug that I'm uh, breaking in today with all of y'all to wrap up 2022. So coffee cup cheers. I've got five things that stuck out to me this year. And you guys feel free to comment. Happy to have these discussions. I think it's critical in our industry. And th- those who know me and have worked with me understand how much I value debate. My top story of the year was Joe Sullivan's prosecution in the 2016 Uber breach that now has Joe facing, now that he's been convicted, uh, facing eight years in prison. The reason I say this is because of not justifying what Joe did or didn't. And in the new season of CISO Talk, there's enough. I'm telling you, there's we have continuous debate almost in every episode uh, over over this specific case. I think this kind of, to me, this, this goes into a whole different scenario. And I'm going to switch this up just a little bit, folks. Here, I'm going to go back to our traditional uh, view. Uh, I think this view it makes it easier for all y'all watching to be able to read if you're not pulling it up as well. Um, and, and, and for those listening, they can, they can actually, um, 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 catch it on the website, but, but, but here's where, where I'm going to with this is, um, if, if you look at what happened to Joe Sullivan, he was prosecuted, um, charged and found guilty. He was a federal prosecutor, meaning Joe was not a security practitioner per se. He was really a lawyer. That was his career, uh, path. He worked in the department of justice. He actually got prosecuted by the office he once managed before taking the Uber CISO job. And I think this goes into a few different things. And, and you know, hindsight's always 2020. But for me, what, what stuck around the most with this specific story um, is he was the only one prosecuted. He knew better. And even though security has some legal ramifications, being a lawyer doesn't absolve you of that. And I think part of the reason he's faced the harsh end of this is because he was a federal prosecutor because he was an attorney the 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 law wouldn't take ignorance this seemed to be deceptive in its nature joe did make some really bad moves here but this has changed the discussion with CISOs. this changed the discussion in the boardroom it's made a lot of us in the CISO role reconsider the things we do and reconsider how we report these breaches. 
The second story that really stuck out to me this year has been Okta and the last pass breaches. Breaches with ES multiples. Okta has had a year they would soon want to forget. I'm sure there are people in Okta sitting right now with champagne bottles on ice counting down to the drop of the ball at Times Square tomorrow at midnight. They've got a countdown clock of 37 hours until 2022 is over and 2023 starts, and that's what they're waiting for because they've had quite the year. The year really did start with Okta having a third-party forensic firm breach where people were able to get access to some of the back end but not really get into customers. Then in August, Twilio was breached, and Okta had a compromise because of that. The Twilio and DoorDash and many others, the impact to Okta wasn't as big, but nonetheless, they were named and they were part of the victims of the Twilio breach. Then comes December, where Okta has essentially confirmed it had a major security incident. And what I mean major, I'm talking Microsoft SolarWinds types of incident, where their entire Git uh, repository was breached and copied, um, impacting their uh, workforce identity cloud product. Um, so not everything, but but just workforce identity cloud. They said that makes up 10%. But, but there's things within code and within different applications within the environment um, um, is, 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 is really significant here. Um, Okta would surely want to forget this, but this kind of goes into the trend of identity going after DevOps, and Okta happened to be on both ends of those for 2022. Finally, uh, LastPass. So um, I, I did a story of LastPass this week. You guys can go check it out. Um, I believe I did it on Monday, um, if I'm not mistaken. But LastPass is a bit more complex. So in August, LastPass said they were they had an incident. That incident at the time, they said, wasn't really bad. They got customer information, but they didn't get access to your vaults. Well, come uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago, they they release and say, well, customer vaults have been copied and are now at risk. This goes to a larger scale item here, which is identity, passwords, established persistence. Why go after endpoints? Um, why, why, why just not just do ransomware, but if you're trying to really do sabotage, you want to have persistence in an environment. And, and that to me was a huge story. I think that's going to continue to carry us in the next year. Again, no predictions, but I'm just saying uh, we're, we're going to see that. Apple zero days. Yours truly here is an Apple fan. Apple fan. Huge. Everything I own is Apple. Reggie can attest to it. All right? I love Apple. Love it. Can't stop. Not I will never stop using Apple. But this year has not been a good year for Apple. Pre-2022, the only thing we knew about Apple was it was secure and there was a thing called Pegasus. Coming into this year and the pricing increase and the cost of an attack at Apple devices has been huge that they've had 10 zero days this year alone. 10 zero days, 10, two in January, one in February, two in March, one in May, one in August, one in September, one in October, and that right now, one in December, all 10 zero days. Tell me what you want to say. Apple's not having a good year when it comes to their OS. Clearly, there are significant vulnerabilities within the Apple OS systems and you can no longer look at it blindly. You do have to reinforce it. There are going to be things people are going to need to do and Apple is definitely there. 
uh, now. And I think that's a huge and, and a big one, a, a big story for me personally. Again, this is my personal opinion. You guys can disagree with me. Reggie here says the return of Imitat as a payload delivery system is his story of the year. It just will not go away. Agreed. It's a, it's a story, but I'm kind of looking more strategic, Reggie, not dismissing yours. I think it's, it's, it's abs- you're absolutely right. Mudge being a whistleblower to me was also a very big story. Those of us who've been in the community long enough know, um, have heard or spoken or interacted with Mudge at one point or another. He had a very short tenure and a rocky one at Twitter, uh, pre-Elon Musk Twitter. Then in sept- and he came out as a whistleblower um, right in the midst of the collapse of Elon buying Twitter that Elon ended up, obviously now we know Elon bought Twitter and we've got the Twitter files um, coming out. And I've been going over the Twitter files and everything that Mudge kind of talked about from a dysfunction perspective is actually backed up by the reporting of Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss over at the Free Press um, of the vast misconduct by Twitter leadership and why Mudge can't help but thinking, looking across the road at Joe being prosecuted um, and Twitter being under an FTC uh, order and the leadership not wanting to report all the different risks to the board felt like he might be the next guy who could be facing this. And in an effort to save himself, became a whistleblower. Um, there could be some financial means to it. I get both sides of the story. But what, what, what Mudge has painted, I think now has become abundantly clear to be correct and to understand that the previous leadership really, really put users and, and many other people at risk at Twitter significantly. My final one of the year is China and TikTok. This has been the year where finally we're seeing some real action being taken by um, organizations, nations, and human rights groups against China. First of all, credit be where credit is due. Um, the cybersecurity team over at the White House, led by Anna Newberger and then her team, and then Jen Easterly and her team over at CISA, have really made headway in terms of keeping China out of government infrastructure. They've done so successfully. Now, Congress needs to do its part and ban TikTok nationwide completely. The banning of Huawei, ZTE, and other technologies from telecom and government systems is going to be something that's going to be landmark in history when we look at the balance and shift of economic powers going past this year and into this next decade. China was on the verse, verge, uh, on the on, on, on the edge of being able to control every single major telecom network in the world with their tech. This fight back, this baning of it, this pushing it out is significant. And it's, it's changing the dynamics, um, changing the dynamics of global commerce where companies like Apple and companies like HP and companies like Dell are now shifting their supply chains away from China and into places like India, into places like South America, Mexico, and others, where there's a bit more oversight and a bit more trust. Um, the, the battle is still long. It hasn't won, but we're finally taking steps in the right way beyond talk. And I'll be very clear with my criticism. The Trump administration and, and, and Secretary Pompeo at the time spoke and took some actions, but they never went far enough. This administration seems to want to go at least farther than they did hats off to them now congressmen and women and senators ban tiktok ban it now ban it 
ban it, ban it, ban it. And Apple and Google, y'all should do the right thing and ban it. Should just move it out of your app store. Other notable things for me for 2022, obviously open GBT, the open AI um, um, has been absolutely amazing. And, 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 and that's going to be a huge advance. And I'm glad to see that come now. The cryptocurrency heights over the year. Um, this year, I think alone, there's been nearly four or $5 billion worth of money lost to cryptocurrency heights by either Iran or North Korea. Those are going to be huge uh, for this year. And it's going to be very, very notable, including the collapse of, of FTX, obviously, and many others. And finally, supply chain risks. Uh, we've seen that with Twilio. We saw that with Okta, with LastPass, with GitHub, um, and many others. Those supply chain risks will be there for quite some time. Folks, thank you so much for being loyal listeners this year. I really do appreciate you. I want to wish you all a happy, happy new year. And in ultimate dad joke fashion, I'll be back on Monday. See you next year with a brand new uh, uh, um, CyberHub podcast. A new season of CISO Talk coming at the end of January. Um, new season of Goodbye Privacy coming at the end of January. Some really cool things coming your way. Thank you all for tuning in. Go check out the blog post, cyberhubpodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe. Catch it all there. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great new year. Spend it with your loved ones and stay cyber safe. See y'all in 2023. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.